0: Warning, this episode of Soundbite features graphic descriptions of violence, especially violence against women. Soundbite Theatre is not intended for audiences under the age of 18. Soundbite Theatre presents State Yourself for the Court Part 2
1: Hello, Miss Johnson.
0: Hello, Mr. Kryoshenko.
1: It's Mr. I couldn't give less of a damn. Miss Johnson.
0: Three weeks, Mr. Kryoshenko. Not a word, not a call, a letter, and not that you could control it, but not even a vision. Well, not of you at least. I do have a nightmare featuring some of the finest traumas of my rotating cast of cellmates. Shall I tell you?
1: Miss Johnson, please. Bitten
0: by rats in the barn she lived in having her cousins hold her head under the water in the pond, an army officer making strong threats in a closet full of ammunition, her own father- Miss Johnson,
1: I am very sorry. I am sorry I haven't reached out. I am sorry that came across as me neglecting you, and I am sorry that you're sitting here with your mind full of… all of that.
0: I have my mind full of everything. Everyone's horrid lives and all the mistakes that led them there. Hardly even their mistakes. Everyone else is around them. I can't hardly look at anyone, much as speak to them, unless I want to know the things they try to keep so shoved down inside, but can't. This place brings out the worst in people, and I don't know how long before it brings out the worst in me. So please, what do you have to tell me before I give up on this whole affair entirely? At least conviction would be a new set of horrid visions to blot these out.
1: Nancy, I am sorry. Do not Nancy me. I am sorry, Miss Johnson. I truly am. You must know I truly am. If I could spark a, a vision to show you everything I've been doing, or to tell you how I regret the amount of time it took, I would. I would.
0: Yes. Yes, you would. I'm sorry, Mr. Crane
1: we'll put it behind us. I have something.
0: Your tape recorder?
1: I'm not using it today. Why? You don't need to sound alarmed. Here, first, look at this. Do you know what this is? It's familiar... Oh!
0: That's Andrew's fraternity. We met after he finished school, so I only know it from his sweaters and old photos.
1: It's also Mr. Samuel Malley's fraternity. Mr. Samuel Malley, who, in fact, went to the same school as Andrew for his bachelor's degree.
0: Oh. Well, they must have been twenty-some years apart, almost.
1: At Seventeen, actually. But it's the fraternity connection along with residing in the same town and both participating in mentorship for their fraternities.
0: Andrew hardly did that.
1: Miss Johnson, this was my argument to the judge to not allow Mr. Malley to argue this case.
0: But they didn't actually know each other.
1: That doesn't matter.
0: So you're going to lie.
1: What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up all of this to the judge, and he'll remove Mr. Malley from your case, and Mr. Malley will splutter and object, but the judge will say, now that he knows about the fraternity connections, it's too likely he'll develop a conflict of interest, and that will be that.
0: You already did this. Without asking me if it was what I wanted.
1: I... I mean, I did. Yes. I didn't want to get your hopes up.
0: And you came in here ready to tell me all of this in hopes I'd be delighted with your little hypothetical and agree. And then you'd tell me it was done by next week. And if I didn't agree, I never needed to know, and I would just assume we had gotten lucky and some other lawyer was assigned to the prosecution.
1: Well, yes.
0: I am a psychic, Mr. Tadeusz Kryoshenko. Ah, yes. If my wants about my case, which will determine the rest of my life, cannot be respected, I think we are done here.
1: This was a win, Miss Johnson.
0: And it was one you cut me out of entirely.
1: I told you I was taking care of this.
0: No, you said you'd see what could be done. I didn't know this is what you meant then.
1: Well, some psychic you are. Sometimes you can't see all the way down your own nose. Take that back. No, I don't think I damn well will. Sir! You said it first! Damn, damn, son of a bitch! I bend over backwards to help you, and the thanks I get is yelled at? If you think
0: this is yelling, you have never heard a lady scream.
1: Miss Johnson, I'll make sure to arrange your change in legal counsel with your brother.
0: I'll arrange it myself, thank you.
1: Why are you being so stubborn?
0: Why did you not include me? It
1: wasn't necessary!
0: My choice wasn't necessary! No! Do you know the worst things my visions have shown me in here? What? Women, bleeding out from between their legs because of what their husbands wanted. Women screaming in the night, tearing at their own skin and hair, trying to eat and sleep without pills for the first time after their mother insisted on them because they were a bit round as a 13 year old. I have felt what it feels like for the last emotion you'll ever have leave your body when your little sister's son looks more like her own father than her new husband and realizing you stopped nothing. And I have felt nothing but cold vindication when these visions are followed up by destroying the people who did this to them. Do you know what would have prevented all this on the first count, Mr. Kryoshenko? What? Caring about what those women wanted. From now on, whatever you do in this, you will ask me what I think. I will defer to you nearly every time. You are professional, and I have great confidence in you but I will be included. Am I clear?
1: Yes. Yes, Miss.
0: Very well, then. When is my court date? What? You know my court date.
1: Yes. Um. Yes, it's, uh... It's January 25th. So soon? What, you want to stay here longer?
0: Hardly, but... Do we have enough time?
1: I'll make... We will make it enough time, Miss Johnson. I hope you won't mistake my meaning, but you look tired. I suppose those visions you describe keep you up?
0: I won't sleep well here.
1: Then, with your permission, I'd like to find a way for you to go home. How?
0: The judge already denied bail. Really? Apparently I'm dangerous because I wasn't falling to tears about this whole affair.
1: I'll talk to the judge again. I'll crawl on my knees if I have to. What can I do? Write a letter to start with. Describe how horrible things are for you here. But don't mention the visions. Of course not.
0: Mr. Kryshenko, I am sorry. I had no reason to-
1: You had every reason. This life I live doesn't lend itself to compassion, but I try very hard to anyway. It shouldn't take being screamed at about other people's horrors to remember that. I'm going to go. I'll be right back with the paper for your letter.
0: Thank you. Thank you for everything, Mr. Cr- Crane.
1: Don't mention it, Miss Johnson. permission guide. So you're going to lie. You'll develop a conflict of interest. (sighs) Finally. No, yes, thank you, sirs. I have it from here. Thank you. Ah, well. Welcome home, Miss Johnson.
0: Thank you. I'm sorry
1: for how it is.
0: My sister-in-law told me she would clean out the fridge and such, but I suppose two months of dust is two
1: months of dust. (laughs) I'm sure you'll get it back to tip-top shape. You'd be amazed how much time you can find waiting for trial.
0: Can I make you a coffee or a tea? I don't know what I still have, but if I do, you deserve at least that much for making it happen.
1: I'd take a coffee. Also, Miss Johnson, I made this happen because you tugged that old judge's heartstrings with your letter. All I did was point to that so far, everything against you is circumstantial. Sprinkle in some strategic publicity about your case.
0: I promise you that your work did it more than mine.
1: Is that a fact or a compliment?
0: A fact and a compliment.
1: Ah, my lucky day.
0: (laughs) Doubly so. I have coffee.
1: Ah, God does grant small favors.
0: I suppose I'll need to go shopping. I certainly need groceries. And I could use some trash bags.
1: Are you anticipating a good deal of rubbish? I have quite a bit to get rid of. Ah, yes. Andrew's things. Yes. Miss Johnson, the fact that we were able to get the judge to let you go home is very promising for the case. But... I... (laughs) I have rather an odd thing to ask. And
0: what is that?
1: When we get to court... You can't speak so glibly of Andrew like you do with me.
0: What, should I cry? Here you go. I'm not inclined to cry over him.
1: I'm not telling you that you ought to be. I am telling you that if you're serious about pleading self-defense, then remorse is essential to your case. Do you regret it?
0: No, I do not. I've told you. I had no other choice. I can't carry the guilt of remorse when I know more than any other person has ever gotten to know that my only other option was to die. I can live with myself.
1: But the jury needn't know that.
0: I've never had a natural knack for hiding my
1: emotions. Really? Never turned on the waterworks?
0: Only when the waterworks insisted upon it.
1: Did you grieve? Andrew? Yes. I
0: grieved less about the man and more about the relationship with him. I grieved our life together. We were very happy, and no matter what, that was to end. And now, I don't know the shape of the rest of my life. I have a decent amount of money and a home, but that isn't a whole life.
1: You have a family.
0: One brother, his wife, and a dear nephew. That's about all. I'm sure you can't imagine.
1: I can't, and I'm sure you can know why.
0: To this day, you still wake up some mornings and revel in having a bedroom all to yourself instead of five of you piled into one room and paper-thin walls making the other room just as loud.
1: I'll tell you what, my own snoring doesn't wake me up as much as Frank's did. Frank? Frank Frankishak. Or Frank. I'm not the only one who tried to blend in.
0: No, not at all. Mr. Crane?
1: Yes, Miss Johnson?
0: You're rather comfortable with my visions, aren't you? More than I ever expected, quite honestly.
1: You know how you said you don't regret killing Andrew because you knew exactly how things would shake out? Yes. You've given me plenty of reason to believe you, so why waste my time marveling and doubting? You are psychic, and I am just a man hoping that that might give us a break one of these days. We could
0: only get so lucky.
1: (laughs) I suppose that'll be your sister-in-law.
0: That is the most likely.
1: I'll slip out around her. I don't want to intrude. Thank you for the coffee, Miss Johnson.
0: Please. In my own home, I'm Nancy.
1: Then have a good afternoon, Nancy.
0: You as well, Todd.
1: Today will do just fine. Good day.
0: I'm sure you can't do
1: that. You'd be amazed how much time you can find waiting. We can only get so lucky: Today.: I came as quickly as I could.: I know. Naturally. What is going on? You sounded like you might be struggling with something.:
0: Would you like some coffee?
1: I wouldn't mind.: Settle in, I'll be there in a moment.
0: If you wouldn't mind taking your shoes off, the snow is ridiculous.
1: I'm not sure what else one is supposed to expect in December.
0: Barely December. Do you want sugar today?
1: Do you really need to ask? No, thank you. Now then, what happened?
0: I had a vision, and I'm concerned we're going about this wrong.
1: What do you mean, wrong? What did you see?
0: We're going to lose.
1: Excuse me?
0: We are going to lose. I just have to plead guilty and hope that the judge takes pity on the sentencing, because we are going to lose.
1: We are not. I saw it. What exactly did you see? The trial.
0: Over and over again, and just a hair different each time. But the end is functionally the same. We lose.
1: But, no. You said if I believed you about your vision and reasons for killing Andrew, we would win.
0: And we were going to back then, but now... Not. Something has changed. It can change? Rarely, but when I have perceived the future, then yes. It can potentially change.
1: You could have warned me about that, oh, two months ago, Nancy?
0: I was hoping it wouldn't matter.
1: Well, it does. It does now. Wait, your visions told you to kill Andrew.
0: They don't tell me to do anything. I see what I see and go accordingly.
1: But if the visions can change, then how do you know... How are you so sure you did the right thing?
0: Because it wasn't just one vision then. It was dozens of them all about the same event from different angles. And that has been my day today.
1: Are you still as desperate as you've been to avoid prison? Yes. Are you willing to plead insanity? No. Then nothing changes.
0: We are going to lose!
1: You can lose if you want, but I am not. I'm not giving up on this, Nancy.
0: Even when you know- You said
1: it can change. I know nothing except that I have a client who I've had good luck with so far, and I'm going to hope that keeps up as I do my best to be a damn good lawyer. Darn good. Sorry.
0: But my vision- You
1: see the future just fine. You see my thoughts even better. So what am I thinking right now?
0: You're really going to still throw everything into this for me.
1: I know we can win. Whatever your visions show you, they aren't going to define what we can do. As a matter of fact, they're going to help us circumvent them. How? Let me get my recorder. All right, we're going to go through every vision you've had of the courtroom, and you're going to tell me exactly what you see. We're going to plot out everything that can go wrong and shut it down. And then, if we're lucky, your visions are going to reward us with a little hope that that's working. So you do think it will work? It worked with getting rid of Mally. Now then, the day is December 1st, 1958. Nancy Johnson, what's the first thing to go wrong? Well, I suppose the first thing would be... And that will bring us to Scenario 18. Considering Scenarios 1 through 17, imagine this time that I argue as intended that if you were responsible for Andrew's murder you would have needed an accomplice to move the body, as he outweighed you by 80-some pounds and 5 inches. However, Andrew was well-liked by your whole social circle, in particular any men in your life, and no evidence has been found on any of your possessions that implies you moved the body. Just on your driveway and in your car. Given that you do not drive and your car was found elsewhere, all evidence tying you to the crime is circumstantial, therefore, we can plead innocent.
0: Well
1: Come on, Nancy. Anything? Hung jury. Ah. Not to mention it's false. We've been over this. We've been We've been over this for two weeks. Back and forth with scenarios one through 10, 15, and twenty-one through thirty. Every time you plead innocent by reason of self-defense, your visions give us failure. I can't make you lie, Nancy. <laughs> God, the truth won't keep you out of prison!
0: You don't have to act like this doesn't bother you to suggest I lie. I know it does.
1: Oh, it bothers me immensely. It goes against the few things I've clung to in this line of work. But I don't take cases where I think my client ought to serve time. You don't deserve this, Nancy.
0: I'm going to make some coffee. I have sugar cubes.
1: I suppose it is a sugar day for me. Uh, Do you want a hand?
0: I'm alright, but you're welcome to come along.
1: I hope this comes across less odd than it sounds, but I don't think I have ever seen a lady go through coffee at the pace you do. We all have our vices. If coffee is a vice, I shudder to think what you think of a stiff drink.
0: Rather fondly. What's your preferred?
1: Like I need to say. Say it anyway. An old-fashioned...
0: Yes, that makes sense. (laughs) And you? I don't drink.
1: Then how are you thinking fondly of it?
0: I'll clarify. I don't drink anymore.
1: What? Get in the habit of beating your wife?
0: You know, your comedic timing is awful.
1: (laughs) So you've told me. Don't worry, it doesn't affect the lawyering.
0: (laughs) I, I know, I know. I stopped drinking because it muddles the visions. It's also why I don't smoke.
1: I assumed you didn't care for the smell.
0: I don't, so it wasn't much of a loss.
1: May I ask you something, Nancy?
0: Yes, today.
1: Well, with these visions of yours, why don't you see... more?
0: You mean see more grandiose things?
1: Exactly. You must have been, what, 16 when the war ended? Wouldn't it have been nice to know we were going to win?
0: It would have been. I've only ever seen things about my personal life, or those near me. Physically near me, emotionally near me. But as for wars, or or the lottery numbers, I get nothing.
1: I know you can sort of bring them on.
0: Generally, I hate to guarantee
1: it. Then why... I... Uh... <sighs> I suppose no use changing paths here, is there?
0: No hold on. Here you are today. Thank you, Nancy. I wasn't having them.
1: Having what visions? having them when?
0: When you were thinking.
1: When I... Ah, right. Uh, right before you got married. Yes. At all?
0: No. That whole year I didn't have any. I thought I was cured. Cured? I didn't see my visions as a blessing. I'm still not certain they are.
1: They saved your life.
0: I wouldn't have been afraid of losing it. There are three distinct times I remember going ages without visions. First, when I was very young. My first memory of a vision wasn't until I was 12. But when I had it, there was a sort of... peace in me about it. I understood inherently what was happening to me. The second was when I was 19, until I was nearly 22. I do have my theories about that one, but I've never tested it.
1: What's the theory?
0: Well, when I was 19, my parents died in rapid succession, and I was always very close to them. I was having a very bad time, and everything was simply too stressful, so my doctor prescribed me some pills over it. That was when I met Andrew. Not at the doctor's, just shortly after that. We got married near the end of that affair, and I forgot my prescription on our honeymoon. Andrew was horrified, scared I'd drop dead or some nonsense, but I pulled through, and back my visions came. Uh, But I suppose by then I'd already done the deed, and it was already too late to warn me. I certainly wasn't going to risk losing them again. They might not be a blessing, but they are useful.
1: And the third? Excuse me? You said there were three periods of your life where you lost your visions.
0: I'd rather keep that to myself, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Oh. Well, I i mean, you did bring it up. And
0: I oughtn't have, so if you wouldn't mind, Mr. Kryashenko.
1: Alright, you needn't get sharp with me.
0: I don't mean to. It's just very personal. I went through a time that I was suffering greatly, and nothing even came of it, so I'd rather keep that close to my heart.
1: Yes. I can't begrudge you the right of privacy. Well, a right for you. Apparently it's a luxury for the rest of us.
0: Please, sound more bitter.
1: You must realize how bizarre this arrangement is. Normally my clients couldn't even tell you if I drink coffee, much less how I take it. Much less how many siblings I have, or... ...or where I take my vacations.
0: You don't take them anywhere in particular. You like new places.
1: Exactly my point.
0: Would it make you feel better if I pretended with you? Hardly. I do with everyone else. I'm very used to it. I think it's polite that if I see something I just pretend.
1: You'd have to pretend, wouldn't you? You haven't told anyone else. How did you- Ah, it doesn't feel so nice now, does it, Miss Nancy Johnson? Oh, hush. <laughs>
0: just tell me how you know.
1: Uh, you're cagey about me talking to people you know. You've never protested that I insist we don't tell the judge. You're anxious about being recorded when speaking honestly. And frankly, you're too smart to tell anyone unless you were backed into a wall about it. And I suppose a murder charge finally did that for you. Not even Andrew knew, did he?
0: No. He didn't. Today, you amaze me.
1: Oh, it's nothing, really?
0: No. The way you see people. Put all the bits together so well. You amaze me.
1: Um, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Nancy. Tell me about yourself, Tadeusz. Again, you don't need to pretend for me.
0: I'm not. I want to know what you find important about you, not whatever that ether sends my way, or however it works.
1: Well, my name is Tadeusz Kryoshenko, but I learned pretty quickly the average all-American schmuck can't tell Polish from German to save their soul. So my name did me a lot of disservice. Hence the change to Todd Crane. I grew up in a big family. I lost my mother earlier than you did and my father later. I only miss my mother though, but probably because I was too young to realize she was a person and not an angel. My grandmother helped raise me and I can feel the tears make my face tingle even right now thinking about her. It's been two years. I didn't know I wanted to go to law school until I was halfway through my undergrad, but I still got there. I didn't avoid serving, but I wasn't fussing about my student status keeping me away from the war. I don't think I could have killed anyone.
0: You couldn't have. And I do mean that in a good way.
1: Then I'll take it that way. I also don't smoke, unless someone offers me one. I do drink, but not every day. I never married. I never will. Why not? I'd be lousy at it. Not to mention I don't want children. But if I ever retire, I'm going to get a dog. An old, tired one from the pound who can sit on the porch with me in my old age, and we'll die on the same day. I like taking cases for women. I've spoken to enough lawyers who don't give women the same treatment they give men, and that's unconsciousable. I try to stick to my personal morals, but at the end of the day... I have one central rule in my work. If I think you're innocent, then I'll defend you like you're my own blood.
0: And that makes me very glad we found each other today
1: It certainly makes it an interesting winter. <laughs> <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to get home before dark. Shall we get back to it?
0: Of course. In residence. This is Nancy.
1: Hello, Nancy. It's Tadeusz.
0: Oh. Well, Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Uh, did you need something?
1: Uh, no. Do you?
0: No. Is something wrong?
1: Well, uh. This seemed like a good idea before I called, but now that I have, I feel rather silly about interrupting your Christmas.
0: You aren't interrupting. Really? Well, my brother spends Christmas with his wife's family, and I normally spend it with Andrews. But it's the oddest thing. They aren't speaking to me.
1: Ah. Don't tell a joke. I wouldn't dream of it. I'm sure. Your brother really still went?
0: I told him to. I told all three of them to. I don't need their plans disrupted over me.
1: Well, that's very kind.
0: No, it's only fair. What are you doing?
1: I'm at the office.
0: On Christmas? Yes. Why? Yes. You're agitated.
1: Is that all you're getting?
0: I'm simply not putting any effort into seeing into your mind. Merry Christmas.
1: Thanks. I was at Pavlina's. Yesterday, I was at Pavlina's. Almost all of the brothers and sisters were. We had the same old fights we always have. I left. I was supposed to be there again today.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Don't worry about it. It'll all be patched up by New Year's. Always is.
0: Do you like your siblings?
1: Sometimes. Mostly, I just love them. Frankly, I like most of their kids better than them. That's very honest of you. Not worth the time to lie to you. Anyway, I came into the office today. I'm working through Scenario 17 again and had a question, so I just rang up and realized just as you picked up that... It's Christmas. I'm very sorry, Nancy. Although I suppose I'm not in your home, so it's Miss Johnson.
0: I suppose. If you came by, though, it would be Nancy. Should I? I'm baking to entertain myself. There's Christmas music on the radio. I decorated a tree just yesterday. The only thing left for my ridiculous little Christmas card scene is a fire and a gentle snowfall. It's supposed to snow late tonight, but unfortunately I'm rubbish at lighting fires.
1: Ah. Well, I'm no Boy Scout, but I can give it a go.
0: Bring scenarios three and twenty-five, too. I have thoughts.
1: Whatever you say, Miss Johnson. I'll be over soon. Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Soundbite. State Yourself for the Court was written by Beck Menk. It features Zachary Henke as Tadeusz Kryoshenko and Natalie Murray as Nancy Johnson. Soundbite's theme song was composed by Charlotte Rosenthal. Soundbite Theater is produced by Mythonomica Productions. See you again soon!